In today's show, we've got news about the new Regal Eagle Smokehouse. Asian Street Eats now open at Downtown Disney District, Meetups Trivia, and oh, so much more. All at today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. And get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the 2020, the very first episode of the Disney Parks Podcast for 2020. How you doing tonight, Uncle Tony? I am doing good. Hanging in there. Excellent. Welcome home, my friend. Living the, <laughs> living the dream. Living yeah. the dream. Well, it is nicer to be in this warmer weather than the tundra of New Jersey that I was in. I can only imagine. I, I, I am going to uh, uh, publicly say, I think my blood has thinned a little bit. It, it was colder. Either, either it's gotten colder up there or my blood has thinned. One of the two. You say that every year. Do I? <laughs> yeah. You said it last year. You said it before you left, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Well, maybe it's well, maybe. true then. I uh, I just dislike cold. I've disliked cold yeah. for a number of years, so I'm very grateful to be living down well, here. I, I also dislike yeah. hot, <laughs> super hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I get so. you. So, um, I like you know, middle, I I, I like to go visit. I don't mind visiting cold mm-hmm. as long as I can leave quickly. <laughs> that's that. That's the yeah, plan. I don't. I had a long stint. So, uh. I see that you have uh, read slash listened to the Bob Iger book. Mm-hmm. What what are your thoughts? Okay, here's my thoughts. I I did the audio version. It was on a bridge, so I got the full the full on thing. Uh, Bob read uh, some part in the front, and then some part in the back, and some other guy read the entire rest of the book. Uh, it is not his lifetime story. It Ooh. is uh, like a leadership book. It's based on some business de- decisions that he made. He really only talks about uh, acquiring Star Wars, Pixar, uh, and uh, Marvel, and Fox. Those are the four things he talked about in the book in right. pretty heavy detail. Uh, it is not uh, Disney Wars. It is not uh, Walt Disney Story. Uh, it's not any of those things. But if you want to find out how Bob got from, you know, being a weatherman in New York to being the CEO of uh, the Disney company and then what he did, uh, you know, on day one as his tenure uh, at, at, uh, as being the CEO and all the acquisitions he did along the way and how he how he got them, then the book is for you. If you don't care about those things, then the book is not probably for you. Uh, and then at the end, he kind of recaps, you know, uh, lessons that he learned along the way. And some mm. of them are pretty good advice. I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, some of these are, are pretty good. I'd like to, you know, use them and carry them into my uh, business thinking, too. So take it for what it is. It's it's an interesting read or listen, uh, depending on, you know, what you do. Uh, I got mine on Audible, obviously. I don't know where else. You can probably get it from Amazon, but Amazon's Audible. Yep. <laughs> so, uh it was good. I'm sure Barnes and Noble has it too. If you want to I, buy a copy, I did not know that uh, Mr. Iger was a weatherman. Yeah, yeah, he was a weatherman. That's that seems to make sense. Yeah, that's how he started. He was a weatherman, and uh, the uh, the most surprising thing for me uh, was that he was a really, really, really good friends with Steve Jobs and his his family. I mean, hmm. He used to go to Steve's house for dinner, and Steve used to come to his house for dinner. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I knew they had a relationship. I just didn't know. Obviously, I'm not Bob or Steve. I didn't know how close they really actually were. So it was quite right. interesting to learn all about that. Well, yeah. well, there you go. All right. So um, I wanted to uh, to tell you guys about uh, the sponsor for the show, which is our good friends at Destinations to Travel. They make this show possible as, lo- as well as our amazing uh, uh, 
Patreons. Uh, but if you're planning a trip, whether it's a family vacation or a cruise, or maybe you want to visit all the Disney theme parks around the world, or you just want to go on a vacation, it doesn't have to be Disney-related at all. You want to definitely talk to our friends over at Destinations to Travel uh, because they will take great care of you. But if you are coming to Disney, I did want to tell you about a couple things. I want to make sure that I read this correctly. Guests can now save up to 20% on select rooms. Uh, in early 2020 at select Walt Disney World resorts, uh, as well as this thing that we all crave and love to hear. Free dining is now available uh, for summer. Uh, summer. summer, it's summer. Uh, so that's available for summer 2020. What you want to do is definitely want to go to DisneyParksPodcast.com slash uh, destinations to, or excuse me, the letter D, the number two travel had a couple weeks off. So disneyparkspodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two travel, fill out the form and we will send that on to our friends over at destinations to travel. Someone from that lovely agency will get back to you as soon as possible. Other than that, is there anything else you want to add? No. Then then we just need to get into the news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. All right, I was concerned that I said Regal Beagle <laughs> in the opener. You might have. I'm, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I was a fan of uh, Three's Company Jack, back in the day. Jack and Chrissy? Yeah. Uh, but the new Regal Eagle Smokehouse is coming to Epcot. It takes its inspiration from the Honorable Sam Eagle. So it's basically a restaurant uh, where you can get anything you want to eat, but mostly barbecue. Um, <laughs> the Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue is the new fast casual restaurant coming soon to the American Adventure Pavilion in Epcot. Uh, we've got new details to share about what is sure to become a guest fan, a guest favorite foodie spot at World Showcase. So that's 10 times fast, including some new, let me hear it, merchandise. What a shock. The restaurant takes its name from the venerable Sam Eagle, the Muppet known for his patriotism and strict sense of duty and honor. He takes all things uh, very seriously. And barbecue is certainly one of those things. <laughs> Regal Eagle Smokehouse will be the site for Sam's Centennial Cook-Off. A salute to all cook-offs, but mostly barbecue. Wow, they stole my joke. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> uh, guests will be the beneficiaries of the contest described as a competition fit for all patriots and pitmasters as it brings a variety of classic backyard barbecue selections from across the country to vie for Sam's top honor. So I guess... This is going to be something that's always there. You know, they're just going to have different barbecue from around the United States. (laughs) Okay. Sam's unmistakable visage will be part of the decor in this new restaurant. For instance, you'll see him on the sign as you walk in and on the inside. uh, There's a poster highlighting the barbecue competition. He will also be incorporated into the new Regal Eagle Smokehouse merchandise available exclusively at that location. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think that... I can't wait dining. to wear my Sam the Eagle T-shirt. Oh, I know, right? But but it's white. It's a white shirt. We're going into a barbecue joint. <laughs> I'll have to get like a towel or something. <laughs> we'll, oh my god! We'll bring a secondary shirt to put over the Sam That's the right. Eagle shirt. That's right. Considering That's right. you can't get it and again, so you know, right, you right, be right. Got to protect it. Yeah. Uh, for anybody in the planet that has not seen uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you are not included in these fact and figures, I am sorry to say. Uh, if you have seen it, then the Disney Company thanks you. <laughs> uh, it grossed $376.2 million globally. That's when it debuted. Not to date. Wow. Just its debut. Uh uh, let's see here. Lucas uh, Star Wars: The Rise of uh, Skywalker, the epic conclusion to the nine-episode saga that began in 1977 with Star Wars: A New Hope, made a powerful debut 
when it came out. Uh, the film opened to $177.4 million domestically and then another $198.8 million internationally for a total of $376.2 million. This marks the 12th biggest domestic debut of all time and the third biggest December opening ever. It also is the third biggest opening of 2019 after only, obviously, Marvel, Star Wars, Avenger, Endgame, and Disney's The Lion King. Wow. Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker is the seventh Disney release of 2019 to post an opening weekend over $100 million. So apparently they're doing something right at the box office, kids. Yep. Internationally, uh, Rise of Skywalker was number one Western film in nearly every market, and in several, it was the second or third highest opening <coughs> weekend of 2019. Unbelievable. Yep. The Rise of Skywalker is enjoying a positive reaction from audiences who have driven the film to uh, an 86% verified audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I'd like to see how close this is going to get to be in the top 10 if it if it'll get pushed into that top 10 number. What do you think? I don't know. It's possible. You think I don't know if that it? I don't know. That movie's not the greatest Star Wars movie I've ever seen, so mm. you know, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, hey, we want to encourage you guys to come over to patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast uh, to help support the show. If you love what we're doing here and want to help keep this show free on the air, please do that. And uh, we have not only an amazing uh, tier of rewards, depending on how much money you, you support us with each month, but we also have special shows uh, for the different levels. If you come in at the $5 level, we have the Extra Magic and the Extra Extra Magic Hour show. And if you come in at the $10 level, we have the new Disney Plus podcast. Very exciting. That's a great show. Uh, everybody's uh, been pretty supportive of the new show so far. I think everybody likes it. Yeah. Uh, so, want to go over to patreon.com slash Disney Parks podcast busy parks podcast podcast uh i my brain is i i don't know what's going on right now still in vacation mode uh yeah probably uh today was the first official day back at work so i'm I'm melted down about four o'clock uh so if you like what we do and want to support us that's the best way to do it and we appreciate each and every one of our patrons uh so visit us at patreon.com slash disney parks podcast all right Hey, uh, before we took a little Christmas hiatus, we had a trivia question, and that was what Disney, uh, Walt Disney had a miniature railroad in his backyard, and what did he name that railroad? That would be the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad, Uncle Tony. That is correct. Correct the mundo. The winner, besides John, is uh, Brian L., uh, and Brian, it went in the mail today, so you should be getting that pretty soon. Uh, so that's good. Let's talk about this week's trivia question, John. Okay. What was odd on how Walt Disney's brother, Roy, proposed to his wife, Edna? He did it in a very strange and odd way. Uh, and it was not on a Jumbotron. <laughs> uh... <laughs> What do they call that game where you you whisper something into somebody's ear? Telephone. Telephone. And they go all the way around. Yeah. That that way he whispered it in somebody's ear and then they whispered it to somebody. And so it's like, "Will you marry me?" and then I got all the way around to what Edna and 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 it basically said, "Please kill me." <laughs> uh, you know, it's weird. It's crazy. Uh, was that it? Was no. that how they did it? No. Uh, oh. it was on a billboard in the movie Roger No. That was, <laughs> that was Michael Eisner's number. <laughs> was it on one of the uh, in the rescuers? Was it they took out the uh, the pinup girl and put the Hey Edna, will you marry me? Yeah, that that was it. <laughs> uh, cool. If you know the uh, correct answer, send that uh, to Disney Parks Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, so we've got news. Asian Street Eats now open at Disney downtown Disney District at Disneyland Resort. They've got me so trained to say Disney Springs now. Yeah, I can't. I, it's hard for me to say downtown Disney. Disney. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, 
so if you're visiting Disneyland, you want to be sure to check out the Asian Street Eats by Chef Hong Hoon. 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 Chef Hong. Uh, a new concept from Earl Eateries, our good friends over at Earl of Sandwich, mm-hmm. uh, that just opened the downtown uh, Disney district at Disneyland. Uh, you'll find this yummy. Whoop. You'll find this very, very yummy takeout window on the west end of the district. Uh, on the menu is a flavorful variety of Asian dishes with plenty of options for the whole family. Grab a mixed bowl and customize it with your choice of either grilled chicken, braised beef short rib, or sautéed tofu. Mm. Your bowl could come with either royal purple rice or mixed greens and is topped with fire-roasted corn, cabbage, cucumbers, I haven't had dinner yet. Pickled carrots, caramelized onions, and your choice of sauce. Hmm. Another customizable dish is a sc- uh, scallion pancake wrap. Nice. It comes with stuffed uh, comes stuffed with cabbage, caramelized onions, pickled carrots, cucumber, cilantro, hoisin sauce, and sriracha aioli, and your choice of the same three meats. That we've already listed. The section of sauces includes miso honey, miso honey, teriyaki. Sorry, it's a horrible joke. Uh, spicy teriyaki, sriracha aioli, sesame citrus soy, and spicy avocado. Other dishes on the menu include pot stickers, either chicken or veggie, served with the ginger soy sauce, as well as a kid-sized portion of the mixed bowls, and a selection of Japanese teas and sodas. Nice. This is is the first concept Chef Hong has developed for the Earl Enterprises, and will oversee Asian Street Eats as executive chef. Uh, You may be familiar with Chef uh, as the award winner for Bravo's Top Chef, and has been featured in top publications and made many, many national TV appearances. That's cool. Very cool. Nice. Glad he's doing well. Yeah. Making some cash. Uh, and giving it all to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your cut, Mr. Here. Disney. Uh, also in other Disneyland news, Alfresco Tasting Terrace at Disney's California Adventure is to become an annual pass holder exclusive. Woohoo! So, starting back on January 5th, the Alfresco Tasting Terrace at Disney's California Adventure will become an exclusive experience for Disneyland Resort annual pass holders and their guests. I want to know, like, how many guests can you bring? Like, if you were the country of Brazil, could you bring all of them? (laughs) If you were a cheerleading squad, could you bring your whole team? Uh, the wine bar on the upper level of the wine country Trattatore is currently serves Italian-inspired appetizers and wines and uh, vintas with uh, Disney connections. Uh, the new AP Dining and Lounge will introduce five new signature cocktails that were inspired by uh, the history of the California adventure. Nice. Dear Disney... When will the pass holders of Walt Disney World get our exclusive lounge? Universal's got one, SeaWorld's got one, and now Disneyland's got one. We got four parks and not one. Just saying. I'm telling you, man, they hate us over here. Could you? Send us a little love. Hook us up. Uh, In a very interesting piece of news that came out last week. Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, sucking the fun right out of everything. Apparently, a guest, allegedly, a guest jumped from one of the Magic Kingdom ferry boats. Uh, according to the Orlando Sentinel, a woman on board one of the Magic Kingdom ferry boats jumped into Seven Seas Lagoon on December 30th around 7 p.m. The Orange County Sheriff's Office, you're shaking your head. No, we, I just wait. can't believe somebody jumped off. Oh, when she was thrown? No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Orange County Sheriff stated that it was an apparent suicide attempt. There are much easier ways to kill yourself at Disney. Well, just walk into the water. Yeah, well, well better. You know, drink it. <laughs> uh, the woman whose name has not yet been released was accompanying people familiar to her at the time of the incident. Uh, she was found by a rescue unit and was transferred to a nearby hospital for treatment. Rita Creek Improvement District officials were the first to respond to the scene, and officials from the Orange County Sheriff's Office were called uh, in a follow-up. So, uh, 
all joking and teasing aside, mm. if you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of harming themselves or uh, suicidal thoughts, make sure that you reach out there. They reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Again, uh, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. Uh, because that's this story broke. We didn't know what it was. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, there are, there are. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, jumping off a Disney boat that's only going to cause problems. Yeah. For other people. Right. Right. It was. I was like, somebody jumped off that boat. I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> My first thing was obviously what you were thinking was. Oh, they were pushed. <laughs> Somebody got in a fight and just pushed them. No, I was thinking that they were probably sitting up on the rail and not mm. not paying attention and fell off. Yeah. Or, hey, y'all, watch this, you know. So after I read this, I digested. So my the second thing that came to my head is, all right, so what is Disney now going to do to stop people from jumping off the boat? Are they going to put some kind of netting or mesh or, you know, something on the side, you know, the Oh, they're going to plexiglass from the handrail to the top of the boat. You know, what are they right. going to do to stop people, you know, from doing this again? Because I am right. sure that's what Disney's risk management is saying. Well, Mr. Chappick, how are you going to stop others from doing this stupid task? Right, 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 right. You know, so uh, we don't have any meetups uh, ready yet. We are having our meeting on the 25th of January, and uh, then we will come back with uh, a list of all new fun things that we're going to partake in uh, for the year. So stay tuned. All right. Uh, Disney is giving <laughs> Florida residents, if you don't have an annual pass or maybe you live outside our bubble, you know, in some Naples or Miami or whatever, uh, maybe you probably don't have an annual pass, but you would like to come to Disney uh, during this beautiful, cool weather. They are making it uh, affordable and possible. So starting back on January 2nd, Florida residents can visit Walt Disney World for as low as $49 per day with a new ticket called the Disney Dis- uh, Disney blah, blah, with the new ticket called Discover Disney Ticket. The three or four day Discover Disney ticket can be used anytime through June 30th of 2020. So you have six months to use this. Uh, admission to any one theme park per day with no blackout days. So that includes Easter, spring break, all that is off the table. So you can come and enjoy. A three day ticket, a three day Discover. Disney ticket is $175 plus tax, and then the four-day is $195 plus tax. There are also park hopper options available at an extra cost. Those are not included. So if you want to park hop, it'll cost you a little bit more to do that. Right. Uh, Florida residents will be able to experience their favorite classic attractions, Magic Kingdom. Uh, The Festival of Arts is coming up. You can visit Pandora. Maybe get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go to uh, <laughs> Rise, Rise of the Resistance. Resistance. You know, yeah. all those kind of things are available to you at a fairly reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And to be clear, that was the Festival of Arts. Uh, what did I say? You didn't say anything wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just wanted to make that clear. It was the Festival of Arts, not the Festival of Farts. Um <laughs> Because that's what I call it all the time. Yes. Um, in news that made the Park Hopper house very, very happy, <laughs> City Works Brew House, excuse, excuse me, City Works Eatery and Poor House is poor opening. House? Poor. <laughs> like a poor. poor house? Like, oh my yes. God, I live in the Poor House. I'm going to Disney. <laughs> that's right. That's because we go to Disney. We're in the Poor House. Uh, it's opening in January of 2020. So just a few days away, we should have a brand new place to go visit uh, at Disney Springs. City Works Eatery and P-O-R-U Poor House uh, is opening this month in Disney Springs, uh, albeit with a bit of a delay. And it has released a huge menu uh, that includes appetizers, burgers, sandwiches, tacos, salad, steak, chicken, Plus all day breakfast and weekend brunch. Wow. 
uh, drink menus are still being finalized because basically I think they said they're going to have like a hundred beers on tap. Yikes. Eight wines on tap. This is a little bit of a disparity there. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have any on bottle. So this place mm. is going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, appetizers include the standard fare like chicken wings, cheese curds, but also uh, feature Kung Pao, cauliflower, and duck confit nachos. Wow. Duck confit nachos. Wow. That's good. I'm dying. Uh, burgers and sandwiches will be coming with olive oil, parsley, fries, or a side salad. Mm-hmm. Look for a bacon cheeseburger, smokehouse burger with pulled pork, spicy burger with uh, scorpion peppers. What the hell is wrong with us as a, as a, as a society? Scorpion Jala- peppers is the intent to make you drink more beer. <laughs> yeah, well, jalapenos aren't bad. And then we had what? What was next after jalapenos? Scotch bonnets. Yeah. Now we have scorpion. Or ha- next, no, I think there was habanero. Habanero. Then, then, then scotch bonnets. Mm-hmm. Then now, okay. So basically, what's going to happen next is they're going to make your burger. Uh-huh. They're going to pour some gasoline on it, soak that into the bun, put it in your mouth, light it aflame, and then you swallow it. Uh, they're also going to be offering fillet ciders or a hot or a Nashville hot chicken wrap, which sounds interesting, actually. I don't, I don't you don't like hot hot chicken? No, I don't like that. All right. Entree options uh, range from pork chops, fish and chips, and barbecue ribs to Cajun linguine and short ribs. Uh, and, and I'm looking at the pricing for these. This is not, like, super inexpensive. Mm. But, like, the filet mignon cider sliders are 21 bucks. That's not so bad. So fish and, fish and chips are $22. Right. A little bit more expensive than going over to the fish and chips place in a uh, – uh, cooks over behind, yeah, cooks of Dublin. Uh, smoked barbecued ribs around twenty nine bucks, and then short ribs are twenty six. So, you know, you and a date are probably going to get out of there around, you know, a Benjamin, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, the all day breakfast menu includes breakfast tacos, steak and eggs, avocado toast, and shack shuka. I have no idea what that is. Uh, no exact opening date has been officially announced, uh, but we've been hearing rumblings. Sometime in the next two to three weeks, yeah. which will be the end of January. Yeah, that's what I heard, Tim. All right, Disney's California Adventure announces a summer 2020 opening for the Avenger Campus, something we're not going to see on this coast. Wow. Yeah, the Disneyland Resort uh, narrowed down the opening date uh, for the Avenger Campus at Disney's California Adventure to the summer of 2020. That's a that's a three, four-month gap of window mm. there, so don't get... Too excited yet. Uh, along with the announcement uh, comes some new and familiar concept art. The new uh, land will let guests, young and old, interact with some of their favorite superheroes, including a ride-through attraction featuring Spider-Man. 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 Uh, uh, I guess we have Tom Holland to thank for that. Uh, guests mm-hmm. will attend an open house at the Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Something called Web, where they can test Web's newest invention, the Web Slinger vehicle. Uh, during the test, guests will uh, get drawn into the action collecting spider bots that have run amok. Ooh. Nice. Uh, guests will be able to visit the PIM test kitchen where the scientists and or chefs are experimenting with growing and shrinking food. Mm. So it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Throughout the Avenger campus, guests will be able to catch up with Black Widow, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Doctor Strange, and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and Black Panther, Thor, and Iron Man, and more. Get out. That's a that's on a whole Avenger team. <laughs> that's that's a stout lineup right yeah. there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of love and shove going on. Uh, during Lots. the second phase of Avenger Campus, the Avengers headquarters will be the home to the new innovative attraction where guests will join the Avengers in action. So mm-hmm. this is probably like Rise of the Resistance with a marble overlay. <laughs> yeah, probably. something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. 
Uh, I, I've not seen anything about this, and I've been looking. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything about the attraction. Uh, I know that I desperately want to be on it because I love Spider-Man. Right. So we'll see. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, Disneyland's also shared some plans leading up to the January 17th opening for Rise of the Resistance. Enjoy, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the opening just a few weeks away, Disneyland Park is sharing a bit of information about how the opening will be handled for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, the much-anticipated attraction opening soon in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. While Walt Disney World cast members didn't get the preview for the attraction before it opened at Hollywood Studios on December 5th, the delayed opening in Anaheim will give Disneyland Resort cast members a chance to preview the e-ticket starting January 8th. Ooh. Thanks. We didn't get that. Disneyland's also revealed that they will be using a virtual queuing system similar to what's being used at Hollywood Studios and what was used the first day at Galaxy's Edge uh, back in May. Hmm. Guests will want to download the Disneyland app to be able to join boarding groups once they enter the park. More details are sure to be released as the opening date nears. All of these plans lead up to the media preview on January 16th and the official opening on January 17th. Nice. In other Disneyland news, uh, Coach USA, which is a bus company, is ending its Disneyland Resort Express bus service this month. Ooh. Now you have to hitchhike it to Disneyland. Going to Disneyland. Going to Disneyland. Uh, the Disneyland Resort Express operated by Coach. Now this didn't exist the last time I went there. Right? I mean, how did you get uh, to Disneyland? By my own two feetsies. Or one time we went on Uber. Oh. We did, uh, what is that, Super Shuttle. Yeah, no. We we, we stayed uh, at one of the hotels right across the street. Oh. So we just walked. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, how did you get from the airport to... Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. We had a car rental. Oh. We had a car rental, and then we had a... One time we had... Uh, uh, we had car rental both times. Yeah. Uh, so they're ending their service from either LAX or John Wayne uh, to any of the uh, hotels at Disneyland Resort uh, beginning January 7th. So that's tomorrow. So you know what that means? Too bad. You're out of luck. Magical Express. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, the bus service uh, could be purchased separately or added to a Disneyland Resort vacation package. Unlike Walt Disney World's free Magical Express, Disneyland Resort Express was not a complimentary service. Uh, guests booked with either the Walt Disney Travel Company will be uh, contacted by their travel agents to arrange other transportation. So if you have booked this, you're going to have to figure out a new way to get there. Uh, Disney is offering to move guests to the Carmel Shuttle, uh, which currently provides service to good neighbor hotels and no additional charge, so you can do that. Guests can also choose to cancel Disneyland Resort Express and use uh, other third-party transportation, such as rideshare or <laughs> rent-a-car. Wow. Wow. Thanks, so, thanks for put, putting a big mess in that for us all. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, just make it easy for the guests. It's all that matters. Right. Uh, Garden Rocks, Talent, Topiaries, and more announced for Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. Right. We're right. only a few, not even not even several months, we're just a right. few months away. Right. Uh, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival takes place from March 4th all the way through to June 1st. Hmm. <laughs> wow. And Disney has just announced the Garden Rocks concert series lineup in addition to details of what guests can expect. Uh, the Garden Rocks concert series is performed in the American Gardens Theater stage and new this year are Daughtry, Don McLean, and other notable artists from various musical genres. So, Wait, uh, I Don McLean only has to sing one song and his whole session's over. American yeah. Pie. Yeah. It's like American a 15 Pie. minute song. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I won't go through dates. We'll post it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but here's the list. Mm -hmm. Peebo Bryson. That's cool. Simple Plan. Starship with Mickey Thomas. Mm -hmm. They're always there. Mark Wills. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if he's new. He was, he was there last year, wasn't Oh, to the... He was there for the... Uh, he's new to Garden Rock. Food, food and Wine Festival. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. The Spinners... 
personal favorite. Back to you, <laughs> uh, Sister Hazel, mm-hmm. uh, the Pointer Sisters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is going to be awkward. Former Journey lead vocalist Steve Augier. So, so is this the no? Is this the Asian guy? No, oh, okay. no. This oh, is okay. the guy. Uh, He's I believe the guy before the Asian guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was I like, really, he broke away from Journey. I think Journey blew his voice out for a little while. Oh. Uh, next up is Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Mm. Expose, uh, Berlin, uh, Rick Springfield, Plain White Tees, Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles. <laughs> uh, the next weekend and the next uh, dates: Don McLean, mm. Ambrosia. Right, what Ambrosia was there like? Summer, summer breeze, take yeah. make you feel fine. Oh my God, Selma Houston, the Almond Betts Band, which will be a great concert if you like Southern rock. <laughs> Air Supply, Herman's Hermit, starring Peter Noon, uh, Mike Del uh, Guidos. Uh, you should, yeah, Guidos, Guidos, Guidisi, and Big Shot, mm. Daughtry. Right. Marshall Tucker Band. I saw them last and night. Good. Rounding out the uh, Garden Rocks concert series is Survivor. Wow. All right, so who on this list uh, do you want to go see, John? Who's your... Uh, oh, Sister Hazel. Mm. Uh, Sister Hazel. I think Rick Springfield would be cool. Uh, I, I, I really want to see uh, Don Felder because he's an eagle. Mm. Uh, I'd like to see Air Supply... Daughtry, Marshall Tucker, and Survivor, I think, would be cool. Mm. What about you? Um, I'd like to see the Spinners, actually. I, have, I didn't miss them last year. I'd like to see if I can uh, see them this year. I keep missing Blood, Sweat, and Tears, too. I'd like to see them. Um, Don McLean, I think, would be interesting. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I, he's getting up there in age, too. Yeah. You know, I'd like to get a glance before he uh you know heads off to the pie in the sky that's right uh and i did see marshall tucker a band last year and they have the same problem that don mcclain's gonna have is they really only played two songs and their set was over yeah you know, and they had to trim both of those down to <laughs> you know that whatever they produced for that so you know yeah because once they get well, on a riff, it's it's all over. Oh yeah. Well, it's the same way with the uh, uh, Almond Betts band because this is just jam. Oh, yeah. You know, this is Dicky Betts. I want to say a Dicky Betts son, <laughs> and uh, or maybe it's an Almond brother and a, one Dicky Betts or a relation or. It's probably an Almond in there if they're naming him the Almond. Well, yeah, Betts. it's a it's an Almond and and yeah, a Betts. But I yeah. I thought Dicky Betts died, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You don't have to worry about missing your favorite band because you know what, Tony? Uh, You could book a Garden Rocks Concert Series dining package Mm -hmm. for one of the the 5.30, 6.45, or 8 p.m. shows. Now, this special dining package includes breakfast, lunch, or dinner at select Epcot restaurants with guaranteed concert seating to one of the shows that evening. Dining reservations are set for annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members to start on December 18th. Well, it's already started. Wow. Uh, and it's already open for the general public. Hey, good for us. New topiaries are headed to the festival in 2020 as well. A brand new Remy topiary is the centerpiece of a Ratatouille garden in the France Pavilion. Shocked. Where the new... We- huh. Shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be opening soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounding the Remy Ratatouille... Wouldn't it be great if they actually had rats running around? Surrounding the Remy topiary will be the vegetables that are used in the ride. Oh, excuse me, for the recipe for ratatouille. My bad. I have too many jokes. 17, count them, 17 outdoor kitchens and uh, uh, and other food and beverage stops are coming to the 2020 festival. Fans of Florida flavors can enjoy some of the state's namesake flavors at three different kitchens. Mm-hmm. Honey-laced treats at the Honey Bistro. Mm-hmm. Uh, citrus-based goodies at the Citrus Blossom and Sweet and Savory Pleasures at Florida Fresh, Tony's favorite. Oh, yeah. All, all across, at least it's not the dirt booth, that's all I got to say. 
uh, all across Epcot, bright blossoms, floating gardens, flower towers, and the whimsical topiary is bright in the landscaping. Visitors will find some of the most celebrated heroines depicted in topiary forms, such as Anna and Elsa, uh, Toy Story hero Buzz Lightyear, beloved Muppets Miss Piggy, Piggy and Kermit the Frog, uh, along with fairy tale favorites like Tinkerbell, Snow White, and the Bambi. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of butterflies make the Goodness Garden Butterfly House a favorite destination during the festival. And the playful garden nearby is a great spot for families to enjoy a unique playground experience. Hmm. Uh, these are just some of the special behind the scenes, or excuse me, there are special behind the scenes tours that are available during the Flower and Garden Festival as well. Gardens of the World Tour, Spring Edition an English tea garden tour at the United Kingdom Pavilion and a behind the seeds guided walk through the land pavilion, fish farm and four greenhouses, which sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. So yeah, go check that out kids. So is this, um, one of your favorite festivals? What's your favorite festival of all the Epcot festivals of all the Epcot festivals, flower, food or art? Dude, that's such a hard question. Uh, I love the arts festival because of all the artists. Yeah. But food and wine, man. I mean, come on. It's food and wine, and the concert series is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've also forgot the holidays. Oh, yeah. True. Festival, of the, festival of the Arts, festival Food of the and Wine, holidays. Flower and Garden, yeah. Festival of the Holidays. I would say uh, food and arts are tied for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I feel the exact same yeah. way. Yeah. What do you guys think in the chat room and in the comments? Leave us a comment and uh, let us know what you think. Or yeah. shoot us an email. Yeah. DisneyParksPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite festival is and why. Because we want to know. We're intrigued. Uh, when I read this story, I was like, well, I knew it was coming. which <laughs> is a matter of time before it was going to happen. I'm going to say I told you so. Uh, Disney and Brightline, which is the high-speed train being built here in Florida... Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. in advanced talks regarding a train station at Walt Disney World. Nice. Uh, The Walt Disney Company, along with officials of Brightline, have confirmed that they are having advanced discussions about a new train station being uh, placed on or close to Disney theme park property as part of the proposed passenger rail system route from Tampa, which is uh, being renamed Virgin Trains USA. Oh, my. That's good. And what I heard uh, from a friend of ours that lives in the UK is Virgin Trains in the UK is being sold. What? <laughs> so he's selling that and buying this. And uh, I guess he's thinking, what? Because what does he care about running trains in Europe when he doesn't have a cruise ship to feed? Right? Yeah. No, uh, Virgin's executive vice president for infrastructure, Michael Siegelis. Uh, told local officials recently that Virgin's discussions with Disney are in a rather advanced state now, end quote. Disney officials also stated as the top vacation destination and largest single-site employer in the United States, Walt Disney World Resort is an obvious choice for a rail station between Orlando International Airport (laughs) and Tampa. Nice. I also hope it goes to the other place down south. Disney officials also said in their statement, while we have not yet made definitive commitment, we have mutually agreed to more formally explore developing a train station on our property. Virgin Trains is at work on a $4 billion, 160-mile expansion from West Palm Beach to Orlando International Airport. The privately fi- financed project includes new rail corridors alongside State Road 528 from the airport to existing track system that spans Brevard County to the South Florida and is being revamped. Originally, Virgin officials said that the Miami to Orlando trip would take three hours. Well, I was hoping really for two. <laughs> the addition of new stops would reportedly not add a significant amount of time to the trip. I hope not. According to the Orlando Sentinel, company officials have not determined whether an Orlando to Tampa station at or near Disney World would serve only transportation needs. Also, uh, is tied to real estate development. Mm. Uh, a Virgin a senior vice president said uh, 
When you look at the millions of out-of-state visitors traveling to Florida, as well as the 21 million residents in the state, providing a car-free option would be a big win. The majority of the track from Orange County to Tampa would follow along the median of Interstate uh, 4. Uh, a station in Lakeland is also under consideration. So what wow. do you think about that, John? What do you think about getting from Tampa to Orlando <clears throat> to possibly Miami? It's it's the same problem that I've been wrestling with when they first started talking about light rail dozens of years ago. Mm. The, the problem is, is it, you know, uh, it's just purely light rail. They're not doing it like high speed because mm. they can't. Because once the train gets up to speed, it literally have to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do I think it's a great idea for people to get on a train in Tampa and come to Disney? Mm-hmm. Sure. Do I think it's a great idea for people to be able to get on in Orlando and go down to uh, Miami in three hours? Absolutely. The thing is, is you know, where are those train stations at? Getting getting to the train stations, I'm sure one of them is going to be at the airport. Well, they've already built it. Yeah. So here's the thing. It's already there. I could I could drive 50 minutes to the airport to then ride, you know, three hours to Miami, <laughs> and then come back to Miami and drive three hours, or I could just drive the four hours to Miami. Mm. It's the same amount of time, but I'm not driving. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, the thing that I think is so funny is they're spending what four billion dollars, yeah, and we can't spend a few million dollars to build some new monorails. Well, Disney's not. This is all being I get that. Financed I know by Virgin. I know what you're saying, but it's like we're going to have these bright, shiny new trains coming into Walt Disney World, and then we're going to have old sixty-five miles an hour. Yeah, and then we're going to have old busted monorails. We're going to talk about busting monorail soon. Okay, understood. Yep. Uh, all right. So, in uh, a fantasy that I've had ever since I was a little kid, mm. a roaming R two D two is now being tested at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Now, didn't we have something like this? Something like this, yes. Didn't we have a trash can that walked around? Didn't we have yes. a walking Wally? We we did. Wally was much short lived, much shorter lived than I'd hoped. Now I think it's over in France. I think so. Yeah. Uh it appears as though roaming droids at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge could possibly be a reality. <laughs> as R two D two has been spotted roaming through the lands of both Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Wow. Now, if you really wanted to get awesome, have a roaming C three PO, have a roaming uh the new one, uh, the new droid. Yeah, the new droid. Uh, D was it D D O? Mm, yeah. And uh, what was the robot's name from um, Rogue One? K two S O. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Or what was uh, the other one that they used to have the M two K two? Yeah, that'd be yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he's still probably around. Yeah. Uh, so R two D two and BB eight were a, a apparently at the media event that we didn't get inf- int- invited to, which yeah. kind of makes me sad. Uh, as reported by the Orange County Register, the droid is being used in play tests as part of the ongoing process that looks at new ways for guests to experience and interact with the Disney parks. According to Disney officials, though, the experience uh, being tested may or may not be something that actually ends up in the actual theme park mm-hmm. offerings. R2 has been spotted roaming near the entrance of the Millennium Falcon Spungler's Run at Disneyland and around the land at Walt Disney World based on uh, photos that they've seen online. One of the earliest announced offerings for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was roaming droids, though they didn't make it to the final version when the lands opened this year at both resorts. Roaming aliens were also teased. Hmm. Uh, And there was pre-opening footage at D23 Expo that apparently didn't come to fruition right. uh, in the final product. So uh, chairman of Walt Disney Resorts Experience and Products, Bob Chapik. Is it Chapik or Chapik? I think it's Chapik. You think it's Chapik? I think, because they said it in uh, one of the Disney Plus shows. Oh. Uh, said earlier this year, and I quote, unless you happen upon one of these tests 
can only interact with R2 inside Droid Depot at Galaxy's Edge and meet BB-8 in Star Wars Launch Bay at Disney's Hollywood Studios. These playtests are the droids' first journey outside of Droid Depot at both parks, according to the Orange County Register. The test at Disneyland saw cast members walking alongside as he made his way around Galaxy's Edge. Well, somebody's got to drive the thing. Yeah. Uh, for now, there are no set plans to use these roaming droids in the land at either of the resorts, but it is certainly a fun sight to see when you're heading to pilot the light, the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy. Here's a crazy thing that I my struggle. Okay, you- Disney Disney spends all this time and money and research on, or they purchase the rights to a full size flying. X-wing, yeah, that they only use once. Right. They they spend all this money looking for and figuring out how to do, you know, real live R2 units and MK2 and all that good stuff that they only use a little bit. Right. Why? It was like the flying uh, drones uh, for Christmas with Intel. Right. One time you use, know, and then we never saw them again. So all this money that they're they're putting towards these projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying not to do the projects. What I'm saying is, what's going on with all that? Yeah, yeah. You or, know? or like that sorcerer class bus that we saw at Destination D that I, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. it's so you have to. I, I, I guess you know, they do the research. Say, hey, this is something interesting that we think guests will like. Let's prototype it. Put mm-hmm. the prototype together, and then. Maybe there's some kind of analysis on the back end. Well, how would we do this? How would we maintain it, sustain it? You know, things like that. And then Disney says, well, it's probably not going to enhance any guest experience enough to find to bring value for that. You know, you're going to have to have cast members and maintenance and two or three of these things. You're going to have to have batteries, yada, yada. So they're saying, well, how do we make our money back on that? You know? Right. So right. I think some penny pincher is usually the person that squashes all these great ideas going, well, you're not going to make any money, uh, Mr. Iger. It's a great mm-hmm. project. People guess will love it, but yeah, you know, how, do, make how, a- yeah, how do we make money on it? You know, Right. How do we you make don't. investment back? You, know? you don't. Sometimes you do just cool things for the guests yeah. to really enjoy and, and get more out of their vacation. Yeah. Uh, you know. Imagine you're standing in the Rise of Resistance for two hours and you had a little R2 going up and down the queue line talking to guests. Beep, 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 beep. Well, that would be entertaining. <laughs> you know? Right. Kids would <laughs> love the snot out of that. Yeah. You know? You know, it, it, it would be something that would be a, a way to plus up the park. Sure. Without actually having to spend a crap ton of money on it. Yeah. Rather than giving out drinks and water, have R2 go up and down the line. Nobody will care. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, this news was like the only thing I saw on Facebook the day it came out. <laughs> I was like, really? Are we getting that excited over M&M's? Mm-hmm. Uh, so M&M retail stores coming to Disney Springs in 2020. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Oh, <laughs> I'm excited because there's also a WW store coming. A who? WW's. They like M&M's. No, they're like M&M's, except oh. instead of M&M's, they're WW's. Oh. I would have rather have had a restaurant. I would have too. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that space is big enough. Anyway, Mars Retail Group uh, has announced that Orlando's M&M Experimental Store, I don't know what that means. They're going to have bad tasting M&Ms? No, they probably experiment with different things. Yeah. That may or, I don't know. Yeah. It's Disney, man. What do I know? Uh, it's located, it will be re- relocated uh, to Disney Springs in Walt Disney World 2020. So does this mean they're closing the stores in the Florida Mall? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, construction is expected to begin immediately with an anticipated 2020 uh, grand opening date. The new store will be one of five M&M stores adjoining locations in New York, Vegas, London, and Shanghai. And I can probably guess where the one in Shanghai is going to be. Mm-hmm. Probably at their Disney place. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, when visiting the new store, guests will find classic in-store elements like the larger-than-life character moments and the wall of chocolate along with new personalization technology and exclusive merchandise, according to a spokesperson. Disney Springs is one of the most popular retail destinations in the country, making it the perfect location for our new M&M experimental store, says Patrick McIntyre, director of global retail at Mars Retail Group. Guests will be fully immersed. I love when they do that. Into an interactive chocolate experience that will create more moments and more smiles through the colorful fun of M&M's. The new store will be located at Disney Springs West Side. West Side! In the former retail locations of Curl and Fit to Run. I didn't know Fit to Run was closing. Did you? It's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. Wow. So apparently, if you're not food or drink, you can't survive on the West Side. <laughs> well, who wants? I mean, and, and what I don't understand is unless the rent was ridiculous, mm. that fit to run place was busy all the time. Yeah, it was pretty. And busy. so was so was Curl. Maybe they're relocating. I don't know. I, don't know. I know they I do know. have another location in near downtown Orlando, fit to run. Because I've been oh, yeah. that one. I think fit to run's got a location over in uh, in Tampa too. Mm. I mean, they're they're all over Florida. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so stay right. tuned for more updates. We'll see what happens. I'm still hearing rumors that the strawberry lot is going to be uh, constructed upon. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that too. That's going to be more retail. Okay, guys, my last news story. You're going to have to sit back and relax, okay? This is big news right here. Main construction has begun <laughs> on Zootopia. At Shanghai Disney Resort. Woo! I know, right? Earlier this year, the Zootopia-themed expansion was announced for Shanghai Disney Resort. This week, the main construction, or actually previous, main construction on the new land has officially begun. Mm. This will be the park's eighth theme land and will bring the mammal metropolis to life. All the Zootopia, with all the Zootopia characters we have grown to love. The expansion will give guests a chance to experience Zootopia-themed entertainment, buy themed merchandise, and dine in themed cuisine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You think it'll be all plant-based? Yes. Great. Uh, another anticipated offering will be the land's new major attraction, though there aren't a lot of details about this that we know so far. And I'm quoting, uh, this is an immensely exciting time for Shanghai Disney Resort and Zootopia fans alike, said Joe Schott, president and general manager of Shanghai Disney Resort. Since we announced the development of our new Zootopia-themed land earlier this year, we've been overwhelmed by the excitement and anticipation expressed by fans from across China and around the world. We are pleased to announce at the start of main construction for the new land a significant milestone in its development. Nice. The world's first land themed to the Walt Disney Animation Studios film will create a new home for characters like Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde, as well as Flash the Sloth, uh, Gazelle or Giselle, Officer Clawhauser, Chief Bogo, and Yak Yaks the Yak. Stay tuned for more information and update uh, as we have some more exciting new expansions as they are released. Uh, very excited to check out the new stuff coming to Shanghai Disney. We're, we're going to have to make the pilgrimage yeah. at some point. We're just going to have to save up the million dollars that we need to go to Shanghai, Tokyo, go to Tokyo, City. Tokyo yeah. Disney Sea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have to do it. Yep. Gonna... All right, John, you ready for it? For the first time in 2020, hey, kids, how about a little headline news? And now, the headline news. All right. First up, you ready? Yep. Frozen 2, the Bugaloo, surpasses $1 billion at the global box office. Unbelievable. I didn't think it was going to make it to 100000 <laughs> Oh, seriously? Yeah, You're seriously. kidding me, right? No, no, I thought it was a terrible You're movie. Well, you know, you don't understand the power of Frozen. Uh, apparently not. The power of Frozen compels you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is uh, interesting and a little on the 
what the hell are you thinking, Disney? So any, they're starting with Pop Century, but any resort that has a Skyliner station is now going to be limited bus service. Rather than buses every 20 minutes, it'll be one bus an hour. To what a Epcot crock of crap or that the is. Studios. So if you have, you know, fear of heights, fear of being stuck on a metal box in the middle of August, uh, or, you know, many people with disabilities in your traveling party, or whatever the circumstance, you are now stuck to waiting for a bus. You know, so if the bus just leaves, you're going to have to stand there for an hour to wait for the next bus to come. Or if that bus comes and it's full, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're right. I'm telling you, man. Uber. Yeah. Uber and Lyft. Yeah. I'd lift my way around Walt Disney World. Yeah. They're going to make you killing. Yeah. Uh, so they're telling people, if you are at Pop Century now and you're looking to get to Epcot in the studios, you are supposed to get on the Skyliner uh, and don't wait for a bus because it's going to take an hour to get there. Ryan Reynolds confirmed that Deadpool 3 will be made at Marvel Studios. Well, so long, so long to the days of Marvel getting an R-rated movie. <laughs> I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. Because I think uh, the one thing about Dare, uh, Daredevil, the one thing about uh, Deadpool. I'm excited that there's going to be a Deadpool 3, period. I don't care. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Uh, but it, it did get a little gratuitous just for the sake of, oh, I could say the F word, mm. you know, yay. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, it starts with the credits and doesn't end till the credits <laughs> does not. <laughs> it's just a, a complete assault of your ears <laughs> and your eyes half of the time. Yeah. Uh, in some weird news, uh, Neil Patrick Harris has created a signature margarita for La Cava de Tequila. At Epcot, I thought this would have been his husband's job because he's the the one with the book on home cooking and baking and making cocktails. So, yeah, well, you know, when you're Patrick Harris and you're in La Cava de Tequila, hey, I have can... a great idea for margarita. Oh, good, write it down. We'll make it it's a special drink. Yeah. We'll charge we'll call double it. for it. That's right. There you go. Yep. Uh, the overhaul of Snow White's Scary Adventure over at Disneyland uh, could last as long as till May 21st. What? Yes. Well, at least they're not taking it out like they did here. Yeah. Did we talk about the overhaul of Storybook Canal? No, I don't think so. I think uh, there's rumors going around that they're going to update the Storybook Canal because apparently it's too frightening for some kids I don't know. The queue line. I haven't been there in a long time. I can't what? Remember. And then some of the things inside are now not relevant. Well, okay, relevant, I'll give you, but it's too frightening for kids nowadays? Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess. Oh, the children we're raising today. Yep. Dear God in heaven. Yep. Yep. Just watch Friday the 13th or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You'll be fine. It's not, it's not, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, hey, the first half of the new Epcot entrance uh, plaza at Walt Disney World is open. This is the left-hand side. Once you get through the turnstiles, it's all nice and pretty. Planters and trees and it looks swell. It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for the rest of exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, hey, if you're heading to the Magic Kingdom, you could sit in a Tron a light cycle vehicle to see if you're too big or too small or too tall or too short. Yeah, I think they can actually set the device. Yeah, to, yeah, to see if you'll actually fit and it will be comfortable for you. Yeah, they have a cast member. From what I heard, they have a cast Lovely. member there to help you with your Lovely. fit experience. Let's call it. Lovely. Yeah. Nothing I want to do more than getting in front of a group of people and see if I can get my butt in a ride and be told oh sorry you're not going to fit and all these people are like taking pictures and video well John it's better than doing it in the queue line and then having to be tossed out right I have no idea what you're talking about Tony <laughs> alright uh, at Hollywood Studios for our famed uh, Rise of the Resistance they now have backup 
boarding groups. So group Back up. One, 1 through 120 is the real group. Anything above 120 is considered a backup group, and you may or may not get to ride that day. And there's no guarantee. No guarantees ever. All right, this is interesting, but also still a little weird. The Epcot monorail line is undergoing construction on Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and will have a delayed opening. It won't open until 10 a.m., I believe was the time, starting January 13th. Now, this is they're fixing the beam, not the actual monorail. So they're <laughs> doing construction on the beam, not the monorails itself. That's right. They're fixing fixing the uh, old broken beams now. I guess. Well, there is part of that line that does get a little bumpy. Yeah. You know, so maybe they're going to... Smooth it out a bit. Put some concrete back on it that's been falling off for the 50 years it's been in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we're not going to put in a new one, but we're going to at least make this yeah. one smooth. So when yeah, it goes make... off the rails, it'll be a smooth going off the rails. <laughs> be a smooth ride on the way down. <laughs> Just me, a smooth ride off the rails. <laughs> Oh my, gosh. oh my gosh yeah so we uh we thank you guys so much for being a part of the show if you're not doing anything on monday nights at 8 p.m eastern time you come watch us live over on facebook.com slash disney parks podcast make sure you come find us on youtube and instagram all at disney parks podcast and on the twitter at disney podcaster you can also come find us over at disney parks which is our home on the internet, you can see all of our show archives, as well as blog posts, links to some amazing people, like our good friends, Destinations to Travel. Again, fill out the form at DisneyParksPodcast.com slash the letter D, the number two, travel, and you'll be able to uh, get connected to our friends at Destinations to Travel. They'll save you time. They'll save you money. They'll save you some frustration. And then make sure that you come over to Patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast if you want to help support the show, if you like what we're doing here. And uh, is there anything else you want to add, T? No. All right. The first episodes are in the can for 2020. And, guys, if we don't see you online, we will definitely see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 